Hail, you nostalgic avocado heads. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook, or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. Today we are discussing season six, episode two, Buffalo Gals. Which doesn't? Uh, I, I guess it, they're both from Buffalo. I think that's, that's the, it. Yeah, that's a dumb title. Yeah, it's a dumb title. I agree. All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The week. Need not apply. So this episode also aired on September 13th, 1995, immediately following the season premiere. So good night for 902. I know. What a time. Double the episode. Yeah. There's some uh, there's some wonky scheduling this season because of uh, the OJ trial. So episodes kind of... I don't think that's what this is, but I I knew it was like interrupted for that. So as we go on, we'll see. All right. Some birthdays to mention. Oh, one birthday to mention. Actor Robbie Kay was born September 13th. Best known for his roles of Peter Pan in Once Upon a Time and Tommy Clark in Heroes Reborn. Mm. Did you? I didn't, I didn't even check that out. Did you ever? Like he, old school heroes, you know, Zach Quinto. I watched the first couple episodes of the original Heroes, though I feel like I would like it. I just never. I think I was just like slightly too young. Yeah, that makes time. sense. The first um, season is so strong, and then after that, they just could never get it back. And then they brought it back, and people were like, we do not care about this. So The Peter Pan arc on Once Upon a Time is what made me give up the show. Oh, wow. I so this guy really, it. yeah. He did it so much. That season was just crazy. They were like, how many villains, how many people can we throw into this season? It's just like, let's have like four episode arcs. It was stupid. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. One one passing to mention, September 12th, actor Jeremy Brett, also known for his role of Freddy in My Fair Lady. Oh, Oh, I love My Fair Lady. Yeah. That movie, I used to watch it, like when I was little, we would watch old musicals a lot, and that was one of our favorites, so I've seen that movie a bajillion times, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times. I love the Julie Andrews, Rex Harrison cast recording. I I think I've seen the movie, but... If I'm going to listen to something, it's going to be that version, you know. Fair. Fair. All right, movies. September 15th, The Usual Suspects. Also on September 15th, Unstrung Heroes, directed by Diane Keaton, starring Andy McDowell. Mm. That's a interesting team up. Andy McDowell was kind of the Diane Keaton of her era, wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess Diane Keaton was also the Diane Keaton of Andy McDowell's era, so it's hard to... <laughs> Hard yeah. to really quantify who was Andy McDowell or Diane Keaton at any given time in the 90s. Yeah. TV. Earlier in the year, Angelica Houston and Melanie Griffith starred in the Western miniseries Buffalo Gals for CBS. There you go. September 11th, Sailor Moon made its U.S. debut. Ugh, my middle school friends were obsessed with <laughs> Sailor Moon. Obsessed. That's and funny. I wanted to be into it, but I just had no way to watch it and... I don't know that I was fully allowed to watch it. Yeah. But my friends were super into it. September 15th, Maybe This Time, starring Betty White and Marie Osmond. Oh, Ooh. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this show. This was, uh, Betty White was like hot off of, you know, Golden Girls, Golden Palace. And, you know, Marie Osmond's always fun. And this actually crossed over with Boy Meets World. It was like airing at the same time. And they, I think Sean and Corey like went into their bakery or something. There's a crossover. Oh, that's hilarious. It is fun. Fun fact, uh, my wife and I and a friend of ours went to see the Donnie and Marie Christmas Spectacular. And it was maybe the most fun I've ever had in a, in a theater. I, I would imagine. It was not Remember how Donnie Osmond regularly comes to the town you work? And yes. I just always, always I miss know. him I, being yeah, there. I know. I, I've never seen him in person either, but, you know, other than when just I like saw Just, like, see him in the paper the next day, yeah. and I'm like, oh, Yeah, I, I'm like, again. I had lunch there 10 minutes before Donnie Osmond showed up. I was, yep. uh, this is not an interesting story by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, when I was a teenager... I was in a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at the Barn Theater in Augusta, Michigan. Brag, brag. And it that show, that theater kind of had a, a history of bringing, like Tom Wopat did shows there, and I, I don't know. Anyway, the guy who played uh, Joseph in ours had been Donny Osmond's understudy on that like wow. legendary like Canadian tour that Donny Osmond did, and he sounded exactly like Donny Osmond in Joseph. Wow. It was, so it was very cool. Bernie Yvonne was his name. Shout out to Bernie. That is another musical that I have seen a million times. I own it on DVD. Is the Donny Osmond, yeah. Joseph and the Amazing yeah. Technicolor Dreamcoat. Weirdly sexual. Weirdly sexual, that it version. It is so weirdly sexual. So weirdly sexual. And there's a joke in my family because my mom <laughs> used to teach our Sunday school class when we were very little and she put that on for us to watch once. <laughs> Yeah. Not knowing how sexual it it's was. Very and sexual. not realizing until like years later. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, you, well, you showed this to us in church. Why would you assume that that would be like too sexual to show? It's crazy. Yeah. You wouldn't. Kendra, you let, wouldn't. Me, let me just say uh, it's a tragedy of our world that you've not played the narrator in Justice the Amazing Technicolor Dream. It, to... it is my dream role. Yeah. It is for sure my dream role. Do you know what mine is? I do know. I know that you've told well, me. Well, you got trouble, my friends. Right here. I say trouble right here in River City. It's Harold Hill it's and the Music Man. Music Man. I, I was going to say it. Music Man. You I got to do it. Guess. You know what? I didn't know the character's name, but I was going to guess Music Man. If we team up, I honestly, you could play Marion the Librarian is all I'm saying. Nick, I lived in the same Kendra, town as you for five do years. This. Don't do this. Not today. <laughs> I'm down. I honestly can't believe you've never had that role before. Very honestly. Well, all right. Back on track, speaking of Boy Meets World, September 16th, Brotherly Love, starring the Lawrence Brothers. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that show. Came out. I like that show. I was, I was a big fan of the Lawrence Brothers, but I've never seen Brotherly Love. Oh, really? Yeah, it was decent. Hmm. All right. Okay, music. September 19th, Clouds Taste Metallic by the Flaming Lips. Mm. Wow, that's the most Flaming Lips title I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Also on September 19th, Michael Bolton's Greatest Hits released and would go on to be triple platinum. Pretty good. Never, never uh, count out Michael Bolton. I never would. One book to mention, uh, Robert B. Parker released his 22nd Spencer album, Thin Air. You said album. And I would, I guess I would listen to a Robert Parker spoken word. Novel. Yeah. (laughs) You definitely would. That would be like only for you. Hey, you know what, Kendra? Here's a connection for you. Thin Air was adapted into a TV movie starring Joe Montana as Spencer. Joe Montana would go on to star in what, Kendra? Criminal Minds. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, Melrose Place? No, not Melrose. 
Joe Mantegna did not star in Melrose Place. Yeah, I didn't think that he would did. have been a very different show. Very different. I didn't think he... <laughs> How many Spencer novels are there? I didn't realize there were that many. Oh my gosh, there's a lot. And Parker died. Oh, I don't know, 2015 or something like that. And um, uh, authors picked up the series. So yeah, Spencer's they Ace, it. Ace Atkins is writing them, or did for a long time. He wrote the book Plugged Nickel, I think, which was made into that Spencer Confidential movie that we watched. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so it's still you're going. Dressed, you're dressed like a Robert B. Parker character today. Well, is that correct? You didn't need to out me as that. But yes, that's true. It's, uh, it is. We're recording during National Library Week, and every day we've had theme days to dress up. And so I'm dressed as uh, Jesse Stone. Really, I'm, I'm dressed as like Jesse Stone as played by Tom Selleck in the TV movies. So nice. Yes, but nice. I am. Thank you. Thank you, Kendra. I love, I love a good uh, spirit week. I know. And when I was a teacher, I was like always in the minority yeah. of oh, people, really? like dressing up oh. yeah no one would do it not like the elementary teachers wouldn't do it i'm like this is like the it's fun week, week. Yeah. you can wear your pajamas to school <laughs> yeah whatever yeah whatever all right one more thing to mention on september 3rd ebay was founded whoa big times wow. big do you remember times. those eBay commercials i do not really yeah they used to have like really fun they did on Broadway, but with on eBay. Oh, yeah. Oh, wasn't there yep. a uh, like a Backstreet Boy spoof founded on eBay? Or no, wait, is that a Weird Al song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there Whatever. is. There is a uh, yes. There's a Weird Al eBay song. All right. Okay, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. In 2012, Luke Perry recurred as Dr. Charlie Stafford on the Dana Delaney-led series Body of Proof. That was a good Ooh, show. Really? That was canceled premature, that show. I don't know what the like ABC Dana was Dana Delaney thinking. and Luke Perry. I know. Dana Delaney was like a medical examiner who went rogue. It was basically Quincy. That That's not going to do anything for you, but maybe our listeners will know. It was okay. basically Quincy starring Dana Delaney. And Luke Perry was like some sort of, I don't know if he was like a psychologist. I, don't, I honestly don't remember, but he was like a somebody they'd call in to consult. And Dana Delaney and Luke Perry had like burning chemistry really yeah they did and uh it where it, can i watch this is it streaming somewhere i don't know i'm not sure actually I, I think it's three seasons it was crazy to cancel jerry ryan of uh star trek fame also in that show hmm. good show it was a good show and i always thought that that dana delaney's character on desperate housewives her house i always thought that was the same like internal uh set that they used for oh. dylan's house but i never could confirm that so <laughs> could not Confirm. Cannot confirm. Wait, well, let's look at our synopsis for Buffalo Gals. Won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. Come out tonight. <laughs> it's Kelly's birthday, and the gang heads out to see Dave Cuz. Is that how Cuz? you say it? Dave Cuz? I don't know. Dave Cuz. At the Greek Theater, thanks to David's connections. Brandon has an awkward meeting with Colin, who later ditches Kelly's party in favor of art. At the Walsh house, things are being reassembled as Steve moves in with Brandon and Valerie. Meanwhile, things are going missing and everyone is blaming Ray. Dylan closes in on his father's killer while Valerie and Ginger pull shenanigans behind the gang's back. And Brenda, of course, remains in London. <laughs> is she mentioned? She I don't does. even think she's mentioned. No, I just think this. it's important to point out. Yeah, no, she's yep. in London doing a great accent, we can only assume. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Mike Lyons and Kimberly Wells and directed by James Whitmore Jr. 
We have some recurring players to mention, Elisa Donovan as Ginger LaMonica, Angel Espy as Jackie Taylor, also Jason Wiles as Colin Robbins. And uh, let's just assume, until I say otherwise, Jason Wiles is there as Colin Robbins. Some new recurring players to mention, Stanley Camel as Tony Marchette. And this is funny because he played uh, an even longer recurring role on Melrose Place, like in the season right before this. So it's like he finished on Melrose Place and just hopped over to the mothership here. But he played, uh, what was his name on Melrose Place? Bruce Teller. He was the boss of where like Heather Locklear's Amanda character worked and Allison and Billy and all that. But you don't know anything about that, Kendra. I don't. I don't know anything. He also uh, was well known for playing Dr. Kroger on Monk, a role that he played until his untimely and surprising death in 2008. He looks like Chris Kattan mixed (laughs) with, uh, who's the guy that my dad looks like? Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Like, squish those two people together. Wow. That's what, that's what Stanley huh. Kimmel looked like. Huh. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's a that's a deep pull there. That it really is. Okay, we see Leslie A. Jones, and he's credited here as the bodyguard. And, uh... No, different. Uh, and later he'll be credited as Ronnie, so I'm not sure if that's the same character. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to mm-hmm. wait until Ronnie... Maybe we get closer to this bodyguard. We we learn about his past. We find out more. But he was on shows like ER, Martin, and Men Behaving Badly. Uh, We have Paul Shackman here as Hank. He was in Chicago Fire, The Resident, and How I Met Your Mother. And then, of course, Dave Cos, Grammy Award-winning saxophone player and winner of a Soul Train Music Award, here performing his highest-charting hit, which reached number 11 on the Hot 20 charts, Uh, You Make Me Smile, and that is Dave Cos. It did sound familiar to me. Yeah. The song. But I had never heard of him. But I'm not into, uh, you know, jazz saxophone. Slow jazz saxophone. Yeah. It's really funny to watch. Here's the thing that really confuses me. We didn't give everybody a heads up on this before, but this was not on streaming. So it's not on Paramount Plus or Hulu or whatever. And I have to assume it's because of the Dave Cos music. But, like, there's not even dialogue when the Dave Cos music plays. Yeah. Like, you could have cut that out a hundred times and never noticed. Mm-hmm. So really strange. But they do stream the Jamie Walters stuff that plays over crucial dialogue and just cut it out. So I thought that was really weird. Interesting. Maybe there's some other reason why this one's not streaming, but I have to assume it's just the music. Maybe. Bizarre. I watched this one on Daily Motion, and oh, yeah. it was it was watchable. It was. So. Okay. I checked out the DVD from my local library. Excellent. Yeah. Good Pretty library fun. plug. I, thank you. Well, it's National Library Week as we record. It is. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get into the episode? Oh my gosh, Kendra, yes. All right, let's do it. So in the cold open, you might have to fill in a little bit of stuff here, Nick, because it started right when Brandon and Colin like were face-to-face. So did, did anything happen before that that I missed? Oh, yeah. Brandon kind of shows up at the apartment and, and is like, oh, I was just rollerblading. I, I just was like in the neighborhood and wanted to stop course, by. rollerblading. Yeah. And Claire is like with flowers. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I wanted to be the first to wish Kelly a happy birthday. And Claire and Donna do that TV thing where they don't try hard enough to get Brandon to not go into Kelly's bedroom. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. what if we put those in water first? Uh, Kelly's still asleep. They don't, they're not like, you don't want any part of this. Just turn around. <laughs> And yeah. so, yeah, he goes and Colin opens the door 
and then it begins. Yeah. Oh, to her bedroom. To her bedroom. Okay. Yes. I thought it was just the the house no, door no, no, they no, were no. at. So yeah, it's for it's like when you watch it on Daily Motion. It's like slightly zoomed in the whole time, so stuff oh, is like I see. you don't yeah. see the outside. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, so it's very awkward. He like meets Colin awkwardly, gives Kelly the flowers, and says happy birthday, and everyone just kind of stands. Yeah, awkwardly. Is. Does Colin know that? They used to date, I assume. I don't, there's not really dialogue to support that. I guess I assume that he would be like, who was that? And Kelly would be like, my almost fiance. I mean, he knows, he knows about Dylan. They talked about Dylan right, and yeah. their relationship. So it seems so. like Brandon would. Yeah. yeah. Awkward. They should have been more clear with him is all I'm yeah. saying. I hate that thing yep. that happens. <laughs> when somebody's walking away and you're like, don't, but, oh, darn it. <laughs> too far. I forgot to say far. any words. So the person left. <laughs> After the intro, we go to the storage unit where all the Walsh things have been housed because they're going to empty it. Yeah. Because they get to keep the house they're now. They're keeping the house. Yep. So no apartment, I guess. No yeah, fun I know. guy's apartment. Yeah, sorry, which I'm a David. little bummed about. Yeah. Yeah. David's out. I mean, he could probably move in. Yeah, I, don't think probably I don't think he's going to, but yeah, he probably could. He could convert the, uh, you know, convert the... Yeah, but I mean, Garage. <laughs> that house is huge. There's no way there's only two bedrooms in that house or three. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's got to be. At another. least four. Yeah, there's got to be a den on the main floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David seems like a good crash in the apartment in the garage kind of guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Steve, Valerie, and Ginger are waiting at the storage building when yeah. Brandon arrives. And we learn that Ginger, Brandon got Kelly to invite valerie and ginger to her birthday party they were not originally invited but he you know he got her to but yeah he's, to cave. he's he says she would have done anything to get me out of there this morning so <laughs> oh, that yeah. was funny and so now they are going to all work as a fun little team and they're going to get all of the welsh stuff out of storage yeah. and we get this Fun little. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to do. That's exactly what I was going to do. That Benny Hill, like. Yeah. They're moving the furniture all around. They're moving, yeah. They're yeah. moving the furniture. The house looks great. I, I, yes. It looks like no party happened it's, there at all. It's so weird, especially when you think about the fact that there wasn't even a week between these episodes when they originally aired. They're just back to back because, like, the house, which was destroyed, like, light fixtures ripped from the ceiling and, like, spray paint covering everything. The house is miraculously fixed. And Ginger and Brandon, there's no sparks there. That's, no. That is done. No, they're done. I really know. Weird. And it makes me, it kind of retroactively changes my feelings about the last episode because so much stuff that was set up is just like now. It's not We're happening. Not I know. It's so We're weird. We're not doing that. It's really weird. Like no apartment. Yeah. The house is fine. Yeah. Brandon and Ginger are done. Brandon and Valerie are done. Yeah, yeah, Brandon and Valerie are done. I know. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't really get it. I, I will say, clever of them to write in something that, that that would require a remodel of the Walsh house. Because yeah. there's a lot of changes. Like, the you know, the, Brandon is in the Walsh, like the master bedroom now, and Steve's in Brandon's old bedroom, and the kitchen is cleaner. There's, or in, like, yellow paint. There's a carousel horse in the living room for some reason. No aquarium, as Dylan points out. So I like that they updated the house and actually had, like, an in- like in continuity script reason to do that. Yeah, because a lot of times it's just like new season yeah. and now the house looks different. Totally different. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give you that. So after they have, they've, 
you know, arranged everything. Dylan arrives and he wants to talk to Brandon, which Valerie is very suspicious of. Yeah, she is. Why? I don't know. He's He doesn't want to go to the peach pit to talk. He wants to go upstairs and talk. So Brandon has found Tony Marchette's annual report and also a picture of his driver's license yeah, because I guess he's a journalist so he can just look up everything. Yeah. Dylan, like as they're talking, he finds the ring that Brandon was going to give to Kelly yeah. and he's like, oh, you didn't take it back? And Brandon kind of makes an excuse. Yeah, he's like, like, I was busy, busy all summer. <laughs> Brandon also tells Dylan that he ran into Colin and how awkward it was. Yeah. And I forget what which one of them says it, but one of them says, so much for I choose me. It was Brandon. <laughs> Brandon said it. I loved it. Yeah. It was funny. I love this whole scene. I've, it's the first time we've had like a cordial scene between these two since yeah. what? It's a season long time. Early season four? Long time. Yep. Okay. Then we go over to the Greek theater where... Uh, David needs a mic check. He, he needs, needs a, a mic, mic check. check. Woo! I was so excited. I wish he sang the song, but he was still checking a mic, and I like nope. that. He's checking a mic. I like that callback. So Kelly's party is going to be at the Greek theater, which, I mean, pretty crazy. They go, like, all out, yeah. like, in the front seats of this theater. I don't know that you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> anymore. Um, but they've got, like, actual tables with, like, tablecloths yeah. and seats, and they're going to have food, and um, they're front row. They don't say, I don't think, who's going to be playing, do they, until, like, he's walking no. on stage. Yeah, and it is, I wonder if there was, like, if they were weighing their options, because it's, mm. they don't say it for a long time. And then yeah. it's just, like, I don't know, a man in an outfit you'd wear to a boat, like, yeah. <laughs> playing a saxophone, but he's going for it. He's really yeah. going Oh, no. It. Yeah, he knows yeah, what he's, he's doing. having a love affair with that saxophone. <laughs> so Kelly asked David if he can pull some more strings and get two more seats because she invited Valerie and Ginger. Yes, which at first I thought was completely insane, but they don't have set seating. They're just kind of like in what almost looks like an orchestra pit, really, you know, yeah. for an outdoor theater. So why not? Mm -hmm. Valerie yeah. and Ginger. Okay, next scene is at Kelly Donna Claire's. So Colin has made pancakes, but then he says he did it because in his family, <laughs> yeah. the, tradition, yes. the tradition is you get to have whatever you want for breakfast on your birthday. And I always chose chocolate chip pancakes. I'm yeah. like, well, why didn't you ask Kelly yeah, what, just she ask her what she wanted? I know. Yeah. Does she like chocolate chip? I don't like chocolate chip pancakes. Yeah. That I mean, it's sweet, but also just ask her what she wants. Right. Yeah. Kelly says she's got the perfect pancake, the perfect boyfriend, the perfect party. Her life is... Perfect. Simply perfect. Yeah. You know, Colin. Colin says life begins when you're 21. Mine did. Blah 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 blah. Um, <laughs> I just have to point out, he was like, "You got to take a bite of these." Sorry, that's my Ray voice. Uh, yeah. And but I mean, essentially, we have the we have a, a Ray arc here for Colin. That's the thing that irritated me. It was like Ray was just new cooler David, and now I feel like Colin is just new cooler Ray. But anywho, anywho, anywho. He gets her a bite of the pancakes, and it is 100% whipped cream. It's, it's all whipped cream. It's only no whipped cream. He did not cut into that pancake. And no, she's no, no. like, perfect pancakes. No. Definitely not. Yeah. Nice try, production design. <laughs> At the Walsh house, Brandon and Steve are talking about they need a code of conduct for living in the house together. Brandon says, no shoes on the furniture, and you only get one warning, and then you don't get to sit on the couch anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wrote Steve smells Valerie. Oh, because they oh, right. smell they smell the smoking going yeah. on upstairs. And 
Steve says they should punish Valerie for smoking by having her play basketball naked with Steve, which is super classy. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go upstairs and we see it's not Valerie smoking, it's Ginger. And Valerie's actually chastising her for the smoking. Yeah. So New Leaf. This is where we learn that Ginger is pretty over Brandon. She thinks he's too square. Yeah. And she is much more interested in Steve now. I guess. Yeah. Okay. They need to buy Kelly a present, so they're going to go shopping, even though Ginger is, she's very over the group yeah. at this point. She She's like, why are we bothering? Brandon is going to go for groceries and beer for Steve. So he goes to the cookie jar where he keeps his money. Hundreds as, of dollars. As you do. And his $200 is missing yeah. from the cookie jar. He says, he says, I put it in there right before the party. Yeah. Come on. So stupid. I have I, I have think... two two things to say about this, okay? Number one, don't leave loose hundred dollar bills or twenty dollar bills in a place where people will yeah. reach when you have hundreds of strangers in your house. Second, that house was freaking empty. There was no cookie jar in that kitchen. There was, there was no was nothing cookie but jar. a folding table and a beer shooting gun. That That's it. is that is a good catch. I didn't I didn't think of that. Liar. Very good. Very good. Okay, so Steve after they, they ask the girls if, if they've seen the money and they say no, Steve immediately blames Ray. Which is weird because Steve was the one who kind of drunkenly stood up for yeah. Ray in the last episode. Yeah. But this time, Maybe he doesn't remember. <laughs> could be. Could be. But yeah, he blames Ray. He's like, Ray took the ring. Why wouldn't he take 200 yeah, bucks? Yeah. <laughs> so then we see Valerie and That's Ginger so are getting ready to leave but Ginger says she needs to fix her hair, so she goes in the bathroom, and we see she took the money. No. And she's got, like, a Jurassic Park setup where she's she's yes. hiding things in That's a Barbasol true. can. Yeah. It's not a Barbasol can, but it's, it it's a well can. Be. It's like a yeah. hairspray can. Yeah. And she, she's got the, she had the money in there. So as we predicted in the last episode, Ginger is the one stealing things. Back at the Greek theater... Kelly and Jackie are there with David, just like looking at the seats and being like, oh, this is going to be great. Jackie wants to bring in fashion photographers, which Kelly ex-nays. Yeah, Kelly's like, I get paid to get my picture taken. I just want to relax tonight. Kelly also mentions that her dad did call. It was three in the morning, but he did call to say happy birthday. From Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And David shows her where Valerie and Ginger are going to be sitting. And yeah. it is, it is like the corner yeah. of, right. it's very far right. away from everybody else. They really hit the sibling thing hard with Kelly and David for they the did. first time yeah. in, since season four also. Like when she called. siblings. Yeah, when David calls earlier, or Kelly calls, they're like, oh, it's your sister. And later he says something about her being his sister too, so. I guess because Mel and Jackie are back on, maybe they're feeling it again. I guess. I don't know. New season, just yeah. reminding us these two are siblings. Yeah. Okay, then we go shopping with Valerie and Ginger. Ginger ended up getting earrings for Kelly. Real sapphire earrings. Yeah, apparently very expensive earrings. They run into Claire and Donna, who are not happy Mm-mm. to see them. They show them the earrings, and Claire and Donna are, you know surprised yeah. at how expensive the earrings are they tr- then they tried to valerie tries to get them to all shop together but claire and donna make an excuse and they're like Bye. yeah so long <laughs> they're out of there at the walsh house valerie asks brandon about what he and dylan were talking about and brandon won't tell her mm-hmm. you know says dylan wants to keep it private 
she thinks that he should tell him to stop obsessing. Yeah. That you can't bring the dead back to life. Just let it go. Right. That's not going to happen. No, no. As we He's see sad. in the He's next sad. scene. Yep. Uh, where Dylan is in a parking garage. In the Porsche. Lot, I feel like we haven't seen the, the Porsche. Porsche in a while. Not since yeah. he like, rolled it down the hill, covered in cocaine. In the Porsche, lying in wait yeah. for Tony. Right. He has a gun. Yeah, great. He see, he sees Tony arrive, and he gets out of the car and follows. He, like, barely catches the elevator. And I don't know what... He, I didn't know what his plan was To here. just, like, shoot him in the face, I guess? I I guess. I'm like, what's your plan? You're like going to shoot him and then you're going to go to jail witnesses? for the rest of your right. life. Right, yeah. I just, yeah, I didn't get it either. <laughs> so, yeah, so awkward elevator ride, and then they get to Tony's floor, and yeah. he gets off, and he tries to follow him into the office, but he's stopped by the bodyguard. <laughs> who tells him, you know, he can't come in. Or, well, he's Dylan makes an excuse, like, oh, is this like publishing? publishing? Yeah. What floor am I on? So then as he's going back to the elevator, he drops the picture of Tony, which the bodyguard picks up. But it's folded, so the bodyguard doesn't yeah. doesn't bodyguard doesn't it's... see it. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Costner would have caught that, but this guy didn't. Yeah. <laughs> back at Kelly Donna Claire's. Donna and Claire are back from shopping. This episode is like, hey everyone, Claire has a midriff. Have you seen Claire's midriff? Because <laughs> she's got one. Well, just yeah. every outfit You're she's right. wearing is yeah. like way up her boots. Midriff. Just, just saying. Yep. So they're talking about you know they can't believe that Ginger bought such such an expensive present for Kelly, and as they're you know walking into the house, they see Ray is on the porch waiting for Donna. Mm-hmm. So he's been gone apparently. He yeah. just took off. Yeah. Classic Ray. I know. So she goes out to talk to him. Turns out he went to Nevada. Just, you know, he needed to get away. Yeah, he needed to get away. He's like, everybody thinks I'm a thief. I'm not a thief. But it doesn't matter what I say. They're not going to trust me anymore. This is like... I, li- listen, Ray is like just displaying his weakness throughout this episode. But I think if it was a situation where like Ray had been in that bathroom, the ring was in the bathroom, it went missing, I don't know that the gang would have jumped right to Ray stole it. But what happened was they found it days later in Ray's pocket, and he said nothing in his own defense. Nothing. And, like, stormed off. So, like, of course... He was just they, like, I didn't do it. Yes. They found it... I don't it care what you think. I didn't do it. ...on him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same kind of thing. Yeah, and it's weird acting choices from Jamie Walters as well. Yeah. Like, he... I don't know if they instructed him to not... Like, he doesn't look surprised. He doesn't look no, I know. angry. He just right. has this, like, whatever look on his face yeah. for that whole scene. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I I it was just a weird think, acting choice. I tend to think Jamie Walters is following orders because Ray is very consistent. You know, mm-hmm. like, the yeah, choices he makes, the way he acts, like, it, none of it is like, what? It's all very consistent, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Donna says, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stand up to anyone who is against you. I will make sure that you know, my friends give you a chance. Yes, she says, you you've changed. D- it's, Donna, all, it's all good. In the last episode, it seemed to me at least at that table Donna did think Ray took it. She yeah. certainly wasn't like, "No, this is a mistake." She was like, "Guys, look what I found yeah. in Ray's pocket." Mhm. Yeah, like, it seems like she Come on now. She didn't believe him. Come so he now. continues to whine and complain. And finally, a good line from Donna. She says, well, poor Ray. Let me just get out my little violin. Yeah. 
Be like that all the time, I know. Donna. All the time. Ray says that he got the invite to Kelly's party. He's not interested in going. And she says, well, get interested. Because if you don't show up tonight, don't bother showing up again. Ooh. Just be this way all the time, Yeah, Donna. girl. At the Welsh house, Steve is getting ready for the concert and finds that his watch is missing. Uh-oh. Not just any watch. It's a very special watch that he doesn't wear often. It's a gold gold watch. He would definitely know. But the the gang is just like, Steve, look at your room. It could be in any of these piles. By the way, cleanest room I've ever seen in my life. Also. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, look at it's not it's not out of control. Not at all. Like, well, his dresser for one is totally clear. It's just the box. And they're thinking, being like, the pile in the bed, there's like a towel on that bed, and that's it. <laughs> I never understand that. Like, I never understand why people in the room aren't like, should we maybe mess this up a little yeah. bit? You know? <laughs> yeah. They just roll with it. It's weird. So they say, look, we've got to go. We'll find it later. It's around here somewhere. Then we go over to Colin's apartment, Ugh. where Kelly is there to pick up Colin and... It's just like rock music blaring. She's knocking, but he can't hear her. Yeah. So she just goes in, and he is just having a he's having a, a tough artist day. He is full. He is full Ray in this. He this, is so angry yeah. at her for yeah. no reason on her birthday. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's, it's just like Ray and Donna though, because she's like, "Oh, I think it looks good," and he's like, "What do you know, idiot? You yeah, dumb sack of flour." Yeah, she's- <laughs> She's like, I love the red and the orange. They're striking. And he's like, what do you know? That's the worst part. Yeah. This. <laughs> so he, he says just, he's not going to, to her party. Just think about this scene in the context of the end of this and how much his acting here makes no sense. It's so stupid. No sense. It kind of ruins the episode it, for me. It does. This, terrible. this thing that's yeah. happening. Doesn't make any I mean, sense. we'll get there. But basically, he says, you know, this is my life. I've got to do my art. I can't go to your party when yeah. I, my art is crappy. Not when art. Yeah. So she, she she angrily storms out. And he does not go to her party. Uh-uh. Never shows up. Were that me, I would be like, Good, goodbye. We are, yeah, we are done. Exactly. You and I are finished. Yeah. It's my 21st birthday. Yeah. I mean, he basically... Comes to my party. I don't know. I guess we should hold off till, we, till yeah, the big okay. reveal, okay. but... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then we go to the Greek, and Nat and Claire are setting up all the food. Of course, Nat got an invite. Yeah, awkward use of Nat. That's two in a row, where it's like, why is Nat there? Like, what? He's their friend. Uh, Yeah, that's creepy. Oh, I've also got to say, I don't know if it's just because I was watching a crappy version of it online, but when Kelly walked up to Colin's door... I thought that she was not wearing any clothes. Oh. Because the pink of her dress yes. perfectly blends with her skin it color. Does. And no. it happens several times. I'm like, oh, okay, she is clothed. Yeah, no, that's true on the DVD too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so at the Greek, yeah, so Nat's there and he's talking with Claire about, you know, he doesn't normally make this kind of food, but he loves to cook and. Blah, blah, blah. Jackie and Kelly arrive, and Jackie's complaining because Mel couldn't be there. And Kelly says, well, I'm not complaining that Colin's not here, so let's just have fun. Mm -hmm. She thinks everything looks great. Yeah, you know, but there's some things there, and I feel like they're they're teeing up something coming. Because when Kelly calls David in the beginning, he's like, oh, my gosh, is it my mom again? And they're like, no. And then here, Jackie says, you know, 
Sheila calls upset about something and Mel goes running. So that's yes. two things with David's mom like being a nuisance. And the last time mm-hmm. we saw her, David was playing a cassette for her in a hospital in Oregon, I want to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. They decide Nat will be Jackie's date Great. for the night. Which Perfect. he's very happy he's fine. to do. Yeah. Dylan arrives and says hello to Kelly. And then Valerie, Ginger, and Brandon arrive. Valerie and Ginger are not happy about their seats, but... Beggars can't be choosers. Everybody yeah. hates you. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Brandon and Dylan catch up a little more about Tony, and Dylan says he went to see him. And this is where he says, "I just wanted to see how close I could get." Yeah. Why take the gun? Then, right. Exactly. Is my, is my question. Why follow him into the office? Like you got in the elevator with him. Like that's pretty close. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he said. He's like, "So I got so close, I could have shot him in the head myself." Yeah. And Brandon just takes that very coolly. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, crazy. You're going to get yourself killed. <laughs> so then Jackie comes up to the two of them and says, hey, Colin's not here. I don't want Kelly to sit by herself. And then they kind of argue like, oh, you sit next to her. No, mm-hmm. you sit next to her. And then Jackie says, you're both going to sit next to her. Great. So they sit on either side of her. And uh, she holds their hands and says how happy she is to have both of them next to her. And it's not awkward. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. Definitely not weird to have mm. two of your ex-boyfriends slash best friends right. sitting yeah. next to you. You've been sexual with I both th- of them. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> it is weird. I thought the same thing. I don't know if it's earlier or later, but there's a scene. Maybe it's later. There's a scene with Dylan, Steve, and Brandon where they're all kind of talking mm. about Kelly. And I was yes, just like. it is later. Ooh, mm. fellas. Yep. Can we not, maybe? <laughs> Okay, so as they're sitting and talking, they see Ray and Donna arrive, which Steve is not happy about. Ray immediately wants to leave. Like, they don't even talk to anyone. He just, like, sees them looking, and he's like, I'm going to get out of here. But Donna says no, and she, like, gives a little speech to the gang about Ray's here with me, and if you don't like it, deal with it. Steve stands up and says, I'm not going to deal with it. I don't want him here. Yeah. And they almost yeah. go at it, it's but Brandon funny. jumps in the middle of them. Yeah, but Ray's like, you want to you take a punch of me, frat boy? And Steve says, well, I usually choke on small bones, but yeah, let's do it. And like, cause, and I thought it was a funny line. I liked it. That is a funny line. So after, I, I, do they bring up here? I think they bring up that Steve's watch is missing. Yeah. So now they're blaming him for multiple right. things. Right, yeah, the money, the watch, the ring. Yeah, and so Ray's like, that's it. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. And Donna, finally, is like, I'm done with Ray. Yep. You know? Yeah. Screw him. He's leaving, and I'm I'm not running after him. Again, but I guess who does run after him? Valerie, of course. Valerie. The yes. thing is, I think if, again, here Ray could have been like, look, I know that the ring in my pocket looked bad, but, like, let's not go down this road. But he just doesn't say anything. He's just like, you want to fight me? I play acoustic guitar and live with my mom. Yep. I run a pumpkin patch, son. So Valerie chases after him and says, you know, I know how you feel. You know, they don't like me either. But if you come back to the table, I can clear this up. Yeah. He asks, why are you helping me? And she says, no reason. I just want to help you. She's got her own. She Well, she does cop to having her own reasons. Yeah. You know, which is classic for her. So back at the table, they're doing presents now. She, uh, Kelly gets a, cl- a frame Nice frame. Yeah. Oh, so thoughtful. (laughs) Donna is now, not much time has passed, but Donna is now on her third glass of 
wine or whatever yeah. they're drinking. Having prom flashbacks here with Donna getting toasted. Yep. They now Kelly opens Ginger's present and she you know, she's also very surprised at how expensive the gift is. And I don't understand why Ginger got her these earrings. Yeah, I don't know either. It doesn't really make sense with the plan that's in play. I, I don't yeah. get it. So Valerie comes back to the table and basically outs Ginger. She yeah, says, she really you know, miss- Ginger's she- the one who's been stealing all your stuff. Yeah, she mismarples this whole th- scene. She's got it all worked out. Yep. She grabs Ginger's bag and pulls out that Jurassic Park uh, empty, <laughs> empty hairspray can. Yeah. And they find the watch and Brandon's ring. Yeah, the so engagement she- ring. Grab the ring as well. Ginger cannot believe it's a whole scene. How Ginger cannot believe you. that she's choosing these people over their friendship. Avocado heads. <laughs> and she she storms off. So Valerie, all in the clear now, all is forgiven. Yeah. She she chose her friends yeah. over Ginger and everyone everyone's cool with, with Valerie now. I guess so, for life. And when when all of it was going down. I thought, like, wow, this is, like, really shady of Valerie to use, to, like, throw her friend under the bus so that she can, you know, get back in their good graces. But then she says, Brandon, can I have your keys so I can drive Ginger home? And I was like, oh, they were in on it together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This was a whole thing, wasn't it? Which we'll see in a minute. So she does, she takes Brandon's keys and goes to drive her home. And Kelly mentions, like, oh, you kept the ring. And Brandon says yes, because I was kind of hoping that you would still want to wear it. Yeah. Bummer. Cute. So then the concert begins. Dave Cos comes out. And he mentions Kelly by name, says it's her birthday, and says, you know, her brother David loves her. And this song is for you. And he plays... You make me smile. Uninterrupted with no dialogue for several no. minutes. No. We just see, it's just like pans over everybody's faces for, yeah. a, for a, long a long, time. long time. Yeah. Yep. So then we go to the airport where Valerie is dropping off Ginger. And Ginger says, I just have one more thing to say to you. Where's my money? Yeah. Because they were in on it together, Nick. Yeah. That's another one of those TV trope things because they pull in still looking furious with each other yeah. for like a psycho. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you've been keeping the act up for the last 45 minutes as you drove to the <laughs> airport? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So the she did this whole thing. She called Ginger, brought her down from Buffalo yeah. so they could scam the group into liking Valerie yeah. again. Yeah. And I love it. I'm, I agree. I love it. It's a brilliant plan. <laughs> it fits with the character. No notes. And it worked. It worked. Yeah. It worked. It's a good and idea. I hope they I hope they never find I, out I, otherwise. I hope that as well. Um so yeah, so they give, you know, hugs and she she gives Ginger a bunch of money. I don't know how much it is, yeah. but Ginger does say she's not going to Buffalo. She's heading to Maui yep. with that money. They're still best friends. She all, the, there's also another avocado mention. Yeah. She says Valerie says maybe I like avocados. Yeah. Avocados are delicious. They are really good. Yeah. All right, after the concert, back at Kelly, Donna, Claire's, Donna is very drunk, and we get this scene of, like, let's make Ray the good guy. Uh-huh. He's not going to have sex with right. her while she's drunk. Of course not. No matter how much she wants to have sex. 
I she's like taking her shirt off like just a bra and he's like no no we're putting you to bed it actually I know I always rag on Tori Spelling particularly when she's trying to like do a bit but I thought her drunk was actually pretty funny here yeah in this scene credit where credit's due yep so he gets her in bed and uh she keeps her virginity for another night (laughs) (laughs) he tucks her in he tucks her in he doesn't he doesn't get her in bed I think that's an important distinction (laughs) <laughs> at the Walsh house this is where we get that still oh, yeah. Steve, Dylan, Brandon scene where they're yeah. just sitting around the table talking about Kelly looked best when she was with me no Kelly looked really hot when she was with me yeah and Steve Steve says it too and I'm like my man she was 14 so yeah. <laughs> maybe we just maybe we just cut it there this reminded me of the scene on the front lawn where they were fighting I don't even remember what they were fighting over maybe it was Kelly and they accidentally punched Steve in the face. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think it is Kelly they're fighting I do. over. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I think it was, yeah. I love the scene with the three of them. I, it's funny that David is just, like, out. Yeah. You know, and they're like, no, we tried it with David and his baggy jeans, but no. And David really doesn't have much to do right now. No. So I wonder, because yeah. he's not with Claire. Right. He's not with anybody. He doesn't so have a place to gonna... live. I wonder what they're going to do with him. Drugs? I wonder if he kept the apartment. Maybe, Maybe. he kept the apartment. Maybe he did. So Valerie returns from the airport and she's got on, you know, her sad face. She had to say goodbye to Ginger and, you know, she said, I wasn't just saying goodbye to a friend. I was saying goodbye to a whole other life. Yeah, but, but she does this so well because she makes them coax it out of her. She's like, Mm. no, it's fine. It's fine. Had to be done. And Brandon's like, Valerie, you know, and finally she's like, well, it was sad to see her go. Nobody cared about me but her. And Brandon's like, we all care about you, Val. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. yeah. You know, Brenda's the one who wanted to be an actress, but I feel like Valerie yeah. has an acting career. She does. In her, in her future. She sure does. All right. The last scene, last stupid scene, is back at Kelly Donna Claire's. Ooh. And Ray is leaving and finds Kelly on the... Oh. On the porch. I did just like this scene, and, actually. This, yeah, no, this, this scene like. was fine. Yeah, yeah. This, this scene was fine. So... You know, he says he he tucked Donna in and, you know, they they also make a joke of it. He's like, is she always like that when she's drunk? And Kelly's like, yeah, she's famous. <laughs> that's, for ex- it. that's exactly how it is. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So they have like a little moment, which is nice. And that's the thing that I feel like they never really did with Jesse. Mm-hmm. And even in the last season, early on with Ray, we were getting shots of him just in his truck or him and his mom kind of establishing him as a character. But I feel like, you know, you had the fight with Val, you had, the, you had the fling with Valerie, you had the fight with David and Claire, but like to have a just a nice, normal, chatty conversation with another cast member on good terms, this is a first for yeah. the Ray character. And yes. if, if we're going to series regular him, you've got to have it. He's got to have more than just a fight with Donna. Yeah, I agree. So as they're talking, they hear Colin calling for Kelly. And okay. so Ray leaves as Colin walks up. And at first, Kelly is like, you know, I'm not talking to you. Goodbye. And shuts the door in his face. But then he says, you know, he has a present and he's not leaving until she comes down Great. to see it. Cool. So she, yeah. So she agrees. And he has her close her eyes. And he, like, walks her through the parking lot. And then... He has car lights turn on to, and she opens her eyes to see this giant painting. Yeah. Of cake. Like a birth, sort of a layered birthday cake. 
it's it's a dumb painting. It, it is. It's not good. No, no. And the thing is, like, we gonna hang this on your wall. It's a birthday cake. You know what I mean? You you gonna put it in like the kitchen drawer and get it out every birthday? I guess is what you could do. Yeah. So his reasoning here is he says that he wasn't sure he was gonna he didn't he wasn't gonna finish in time. So he had that painting she saw when he came over. It was a decoy painting. Yes. So he berated so he her. Could... He berated her about this decoy painting so he could surprise her with a terrible cake painting. And not come to and her not party. come to the party. Yeah. Just finish it the next day. Right. Just give it just say my present's not done. I'll give it to you the next day. Yeah, start it early. I yeah. And it, so it, stupid. It, but her was... response her response is I love you. Yeah. That's yeah. her response. Yeah. I love you. Again, he could have been like, I'm so sorry. I'm on a deadline. I have to finish this. The gallery needs it. Or he didn't have to go be like, well, I don't need your stupid opinion. Why don't you go celebrate your stupid birthday, you stupid? You know, like, so crazy. <laughs> the whole, it was just stupid. It was. The whole thing I, was stu- I feel like I'm using that word too much. But well. That's what it was. That's right. It was stupid. That's right. Kendra, verdict on the episode. You know, this is... I didn't hate it, but this episode is the first in a very long time where I'm like, all right, like, I, it was fine. Yeah. Skip it. I really yeah. feel like it's very, I mean, the Val, I feel like the Valerie stuff is important for you to see. And I guess to resolve the, the whole Ray stealing thing from the last episode. But other than that, I really don't think you need to, I think it's skippable. I mean, don't you think it's rushed? Too. Yeah. I mean, especially when you consider that they aired on the same night back to back. It's. I mean, I would probably like this episode more if the one right before this didn't set up all this stuff and then just like either wrap up. Like, I guess I thought the race dealing and the Ginger Valerie stuff. I rem- in my mind that took longer to unravel, but apparently not. And so for that to just be done, and then all the other things like the Walsh House going, moving people, moving on. You know, to not have any of that stuff anymore just makes mm-hmm. it feel a little bit like a head scratcher so yeah yeah i would say i still yeah, i agree i'm liking the tone that we're going for but i wasn't wild about the episode yeah the tone is the tone is fine yeah but plot wise i was kind of like whatever yeah, yeah agreed agreed did you have a 90210 snap yeah i guess maybe the kelly colin scene in yeah. the apartment yeah i think you're right well, it's an okay. This one, this one is just okay. Uh, just next, okay. Next time when we're talking, it's going to be season six, episode three. Must be a guy thing. Maybe that'll be better. Maybe. Who doesn't love rigid enforcement of gender roles all of the nineties? So that's that's going to yeah. be fun. That's going to yeah, be fun for sure. But uh, <laughs> until then, you can catch me every other week on this Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. And since it's Library Week, I'll mention I also host House Things for the David A. Howe Public Library, which you can find. Wherever you get your podcast. Sometimes Kendra shows up. You never know what's going to yeah. happen. You never Sometimes. know. You never know. <laughs> what about you, Kendra? I am Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I have another podcast called 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk about 90s music. Uh, the week this episode comes out, we will have just discussed Killing Me Softly with his song by the Fugees. Oh, okay. Which was my pick. Did so, you did you talk about, about, the, about a boy? That's what I always associate that song with. Uh, I ha- we haven't recorded it yet, oh. so I'm locking that in the bank so okay. that I remember to talk about okay. About a Boy. All right. I've never seen About a Boy. Should I watch it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's I'll good. It's it. a great movie. Cool. By uh, the books by Nick Hornby, who also wrote High Fidelity. 
Also, and I loved High Fidelity. Also great The book movie. and the movie. I know. Great book. Yeah. All right. So good. Okay. Well, then I guess what's left to say, but 9021, here we go. Here we go.